You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be talking about five transfer portal players Kentucky should Pursue. On yesterday's episode, we talked about one player in particular. I want to kind of look through the rest of the roster, talk about different guys that could be staying, could be going, and the possibilities in the portal for the Wildcats after that. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you have not subscribed already to the YouTube channel, Go ahead and do so. Going to have a lot of great content here coming up throughout the rest of the offseason. Probably going to be talking about a variety of Kentucky uh, athletics here. Football, baseball, all that good stuff over the next couple of months. So make sure you're subscribed uh, and you do not want to miss any of it. So, five transfer portal players Kentucky should pursue in the portal. Again, like I said uh, a second ago, we talked about one guy that I actually want to lead off the show here with. But there are several other spots on this roster that could become needy, I think, if certain players decide to leave. So I'm going to run through the roster like I did yesterday one more time, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on every single position. Starting at point guard, you've got Rob Dillingham and Aduthiero, right? Rob Dillingham apparently may not like structure. I don't know if he's academically challenged or whatever. I don't mean like that. I mean, like, he may be ineligible. I don't know what's going on there. I know that there are a lot of rumors going around online. I've not even taken uh, as much as uh, maybe even a minute to kind of dive into what some of these issues are because I don't really think they're in, going to end up being legitimate. I think Rob Dillingham's coming to Kentucky. Uh, if he does not end up coming there has to be a significant replacement for him. And right now, I think there are three guys that the Wildcats could be looking at. We'll talk about them uh, throughout the show. At shooting guard, we've got DJ Wagner and Reed Shepard. If uh, if Dillingham doesn't come, we may end up seeing something happen at the shooting guard spot. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, at small forward, Justin Edwards right now is the guy that will be coming in. Uh, one of you said on yesterday's episode I didn't talk about him enough. I will give him his flowers probably on tomorrow's episode. Antonio Reeves, Chris Livingston, two guys that may stay or go if one of them leaves or both of them leaves. I'm going to talk about a small forward that I'm really excited about in the portal right now. Uh, Power forward, Aaron Bradshaw, Damian Collins potentially may leave. Uh, We've got one guy that we're actually going to talk about here literally in like 20 seconds. And then Uganna Onyenzo and Lance Ware. Uganna may be gone. If so, we'll talk about the rotation like we did on yesterday's show. So five players. We'll start with the first one that we discussed on yesterday's show, and that is Jamison Battle. So at the power forward spot, like I mentioned, Damian Collins could be gone. Uganda Onyenzo could also be gone. So the situation here may end up being Aaron Bradshaw and Lance Ware holding it down at the five. And I think maybe you bring in Battle as your second power forward or your starting power forward uh, and maybe let Bradshaw, Ware, and Battle kind of rotate there uh, throughout. Battle, a six foot seven, 225-pound junior from Minnesota, transferred out of the program after a less than ideal season uh, the year prior. He averaged 17 and a half points per game uh, for the Golden Gophers. Really, really good shooter. He's somebody that I think would be exciting for Kentucky 
because he's not at that power forward spot. He's kind of been the opposite of what Kentucky has had backing uh, things up uh, over the past couple of seasons, excluding Keon Brooks. He uh, he can spot up and shoot. Uh, he's somebody that can kind of stretch the floor for you, kind of step out and take that outside shot. He did not hit as high of a rate this year as he has in seasons past, but he is a capable shooter. Um, he can also handle the ball a little bit as well. Uh, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He's not somebody that's going to get you a ton of assists, but he, uh, I think, is just a solid overall player at that power forward position. Maybe a little bit undersized if you want to argue that at six foot seven. But again, we're not asking Jameson Battle. We're not asking to be honest with you outside of the point guard spot. We're not saying any of these guys need to be studs because they may not in, even end up getting minutes per game that would qualify to be like, okay, that guy's the primary X player at that position, right? So battle for Minnesota, I think, would be a, a solid pickup. We talked about it on yesterday's show, kind of went into detail about what the rotation could look like. Again, if Onyenzo leaves, then I think you probably slide Bradshaw to the five. You would let somebody like Jamison Battle start at the four or whoever else you want to get in the transfer portal. You let Ware back it up at the center and the power forward spot, and if you want to rotate him in, then that would work. Uh, or Collins, to be honest with you if, you, if you would like to have that happen as well. Here's the problem with Lance Ware and, and uh, Damian Collins, though. They just haven't shown, like, legitimate... Like, it, when they step out on, onto the court, they give you heart, they give you effort, they give you energy, they give you emotion. Or at least Lance Ware does. With emotion, that is. But they don't step out onto the court as threats. And not every single player that you need you have, one through five, needs to be a threat to do anything. All I'm saying is... Through two seasons now with Collins and through, what, three seasons now with Lance Ware, two seasons, they've not shown the ability to kind of be, even off the bench, somebody that opponents fear. Like, like it doesn't feel like the team is even kind of maintaining, like, baseline consistency whenever those two guys step out into the floor. I think the coaches would probably say as much if you if you had one-on-one conversations with them. I'm sure the fan base has said as much. I'm not hating on these kids. Uh, individually, as people, I think they're both very, very good people. Uh, I, my heart goes out to Damian Collins for what he's been experiencing over the past few months. I think these guys, if they played at different programs, probably would find better spots in Excel like Bryce Hopkins did. Um, but right now in their current situation, I don't know if they're ever going to truly blossom into anything uh, that would that would be that would be crazy, I think, for Kentucky. So bringing in somebody like Battle or somebody else through the transfer portal at that power forward spot, uh, I think would be understood uh, by the fan base, and I think it would be accepted. And then the other guy I want to talk about here, Caleb Love from North Carolina. You may say Caleb Love for, for you from UNC. Do you think Kentucky legitimately has a, a spot for him and could land him? Right now, I, I think, yeah, I think that there's a chance. The reason there could be a chance revolves around what Rob Dillingham does. If Kentucky suddenly loses... Dillingham within the like next the next four weeks and Love is still in the portal. Here's what I think could happen: Love, former four, uh, five-star player, a really really solid guard for UNC, averaged almost 17 points a game this past season for them. Not a great three-point shooter, not a great shooter overall. Last year, I think statistically, he was a little bit better for them uh, from three. Uh, he is a just a tall shooting guard that can go and get buckets. Love, I think, could slide in at the shooting guard spot if Rob Dillingham leaves because here's what could happen. You could have Thierro still back it up at the one. 
And then you could slide DJ Wagner, who is a combo guard, up to the one. Or, or if you really want to, you could make Reed Shepard your point guard, right? And then you could let Caleb Love and DJ Wagner battle it out at the shooting guard spot. Probably not going to happen. Just going to throw that out there. That's probably not a realistic scenario. But Love, because of his ability to score the basketball, I think would deserve a starting role at that two. So you let Wagner be the one, right? You let Shepard back it up at the two. You let Love be the guy at the two. And all is right. You've got a really, really strong backcourt still, uh, I would say, <laughs> uh, to put it lightly, with uh, with uh, Caleb Love and DJ Wagner. I think that would be a pair of bucket getters uh, there in the backcourt. So Caleb Love, I think, is a possibility right now. Uh, if I had to put my money on it, I would say that he wouldn't be coming to Kentucky. But this is a player that Kentucky should pursue if Dillingham does decide to potentially leave or decommit or whatever. Uh, again, I don't really understand the situation going on there. There are three other players I want to get to here uh, that I think would be very interesting additions. A couple in the backcourt, uh, maybe a couple in the uh, in the front court as well. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there's not a better time to get in on the action with FanDuel than now. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, and that's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. It's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use, so don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet. Again, up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, continuing along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky Lance Dahl, hanging out here with you. Not a sponsor, just want to shout him out again. Really appreciate our guy, uh, our guy uh, Greg Cook. Haven't mentioned him on the show in a hot minute. No, I will not be elaborating on the bit further. Uh, the next guy I want to get to here that I think could be an interesting addition for Kentucky. This kid looks like he may be going to West Virginia right now. Commit pending. But Kerr Carissa. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. It may be Carissa. I, I don't know. I can't read. Um, he, I think, would be one of the better options for Kentucky's backcourt in the portal right now if Dillingham were to leave. So, again, like I said a second ago, this is all about finding a legitimate threat to replace Dillingham if he were to step out. And I want to be clear. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But in case it does, here's some players Kentucky could look at. That's kind of the, the, the story here today. Carissa, in case you don't know, Arizona, he was a junior last season. Uh, really, really solid assist man for them. I mean, like, really solid assist man. Also a really good three-point shooter as well, shooting 37% from beyond the arc. Uh, he was the Pac-12's leading assist man, 5.1 assists per game. That's 180 in total. Um, he was not playing well, I would say, uh, towards the end of the season in terms of distributing the basketball and scoring. Um, in his final four games, he played at least 28 minutes in all of them, and he scored one, five, six, and three points, that is. He went 0-3 in the first game, 2-8 of eight in the second, 2-4 of four in the third, and 1-7 of seven in the fourth against Princeton in that game that Arizona was upset by the 15th seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But he's got his upside. I think that he, him as a distributor... 
would be very fun to watch at Kentucky. I think he would fit because he's not trying to be a ball-dominant player. Look across this roster real quick and look at this potential starting five. Dillingham, Wagner, Edwards Reeves, Bradshaw, and Yonienzo. Four of those guys are going to want the ball in their hands at a pretty consistent rate, trying to shoot, trying to score. If maybe you make your point guard more of a point guard and less of a scorer and ask him to simply be somebody that distributes for guys like Justin Edwards in, on the fast break, guys like DJ Wagner, guys like Aaron Bradshaw, even throwing lobs to Onyenzo as well. I think that would be great. I think that would be great to find somebody that that's their primary role. Not to be another dog for you, but to be somebody that can throw a bone to the dog, if you will. Kerr Carissa at 6'3", also 190 pounds. Uh, decent size. I think that's something that Kentucky fans would also uh, get excited about. Two other players here that I would like to get to before we head out. Damian Dunn of Temple at the small forward position. So, Justin Edwards right now, I think, would be at the very least battling it out with Antonio Reeves for that small forward spot if Reeves or Livingston were to return. That would be very interesting to see what Cal does there. Do you start Livingston and let Justin Edwards come off the bench? Um, that's very difficult to do. If Antonio Reeves comes back as, as a fifth-year senior, I could maybe see it. But also, that's still very difficult to do. Who knows? Maybe Reeves would be content with that. I don't know. We would have to see. But let's say, theoretically, both of these guys leave. Both Reeves and Livingston are gone. Damian Dunn, I think, would be a very fun player to back up Justin Edwards. He would be a junior at this point, six foot five, 195 pounds. He is from Temple. Uh, I think that this guy would be a very versatile piece, a very fun piece to have on this team uh, because of the fact that I think he could slide up to the two uh, if needed. I think that he could probably, in different sets, be the one handling the ball. He averaged 15.3 points, 3.7 rebounds, and three assists while shooting 41% from the floor. Last season, shot 35% from beyond the arc. This dude got buckets, and he also distributed the basketball on top of that. Um, he was not somebody that was playing a lot of defense statistically. Like, he wasn't grabbing a lot of steals, a lot of blocks, or anything like that. Uh, but he also wasn't turning the ball over a ton. Uh, so I, I think that this kid, for what Kentucky would want from their backup two, would be nice. And, or, excuse me, their backup three. And then there would be the opportunity, I think, for Dunn as a senior to step into a larger role as a starter at small forward. So that could be the pitch for, them, for him and say, look, at Kentucky, you're going to back up this uh, this talent in Edwards. Maybe you'll rotate pretty evenly with him, depending on how you play in practice. And then after this season, once Justin Edwards comes in and he's the one and done and he's gone, you step up and you are the starter at the three next year for us. I think that that would be a pretty decent sales pitch. But the question is, does Dunn, who is averaging 15.3 as a sophomore, does he want to wait? Does he want to be a backup? Is he trying to grow his potential as an NBA prospect? I'll say this. If he's trying to grow his, his ability to potentially get to the league, then a place like Kentucky would be a very viable option. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of other schools out there that need small forwards that would probably accept Dunn, but I think Kentucky would definitely be a place you, he would have to at least strongly consider 
considering the Wildcats' background. So I, I think that there's definitely a pitch to be made there. Uh, again, for Damian Dunn, six foot five guard slash forward uh, out of Temple. The final player here is somebody that I think could also take things over uh, in the backcourt for Kentucky if Rob Dillingham was uh, was uh, kind of stepping out here. He is a very tall guard at six foot six, 195 pounds. Also an excellent assist man. That is Taryn Armstrong of Cal Baptist. In case you have not seen, this kid is across just about every top transfer portal player list right now. I believe he's number two in the 24-7 sports top 50 uh, transfer portal players. This kid, as a sophomore, looked great. He averaged 11.3 points, 4.5 rebounds, and 5 assists per game. The kid looks solid. He shot 45% from the floor, only 30% from deep. But again, I go back to, if Kentucky's got all these bucket getters on the floor, wouldn't you want somebody like a Taron Armstrong, who's got some height and can distribute the basketball, wouldn't you want them to be that assist man? Wouldn't you want them to be that distributor instead of somebody else that's also trying to hog the ball? I think maybe having a couple different players across your starting five and across your strongest rotation, I think having them not step into that give me the ball to score (laughs) role uh, would be very nice, very complimentary uh, to what Kentucky's probably, probably going to want to do this season. It's very different. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the roster makeup this year, I think, is going to be very different because of how talented these individual kids are with the ball in their hand. I think it's going to be a little bit more fast-paced. I think it's going to be a little bit more flashy uh, than what Kentucky has had over the past two seasons. I think it's going to be fun. And look, if you get somebody in that can be a glue piece for you, that's what the transfer portal is about, right? It's not about getting guys that can be your pieces that carry you. It's about being it's about guys that can bring in talent obviously, but be kind of glue spots, especially at places like Kentucky. You're not looking for people, and I'm not saying that you're not looking for starters. I'm saying you're not looking for for players that are make you what you are. The things that you do in recruiting should be making you what you are as a program. That's the foundation. So picking up a guy like Damian Dunn or Jamison Battle, Taryn Armstrong, Kirk Rissa, or Caleb Love, outside of Love, I think those four guys would be people that would make the program better, but would not make the team better, I should say, in this particular instance. But it would not hinder overall what I think this makeup, the makeup of this roster is going to look like next year. So those that's my thoughts on five players Kentucky could, could look at in the transfer portal. If you've got any thoughts on that, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. Uh, Tomorrow, I think we're going to talk quite a bit, actually, about Justin Edwards, what he could bring to this team, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Going to have a lot of fun content coming up here soon, so again, just want to remind you guys, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. If you're listening on podcasts, please go ahead and follow along wherever you're listening there as well, and if you're watching, uh, if you're listening rather on podcasts, leave a review uh, as well. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.